From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, Jill Walker, the sportsman Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Tonight is a big night in Mel Blanc's little town for it's the evening of the annual masquerade ball given by the Loyal Order of Benevolent Zebras. All over town, young swains are displaying their costumes and getting reactions from their girlfriends. In the Adams house, Henry Adams is saying, uh, Susan, this is the best costume they had at the shop. Well, it's wonderful. You look just like Winston Churchill. And in the Davis household, Roy Davis is saying, Shirley, this is the best costume money can buy. Oh, but it's worth it. You look just like Joseph Stone. And in the Colby house, where Mel's girl, Betty, is looking at him in his costume, Mel is saying, But, Betty, that's the best costume I could afford. I don't care. I won't have you going as Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Well, Betty persuaded Mel to wear another costume, and now we find Mel looking at Betty in the costume she intends to wear. Well, Mel, how do you like it? (gasps) (laughs) Well, what are you staring at? It's a polka dot costume. Betty, one dot? (laughs) Where's the polka? (laughs) Besides, what kind of a masquerade costume is it, anyway? Well, I thought I'd wear a veil over it, and I could go as Cleopatra, and you could go as Anthony. Well, if you wear that thing, I'd better go as Mr. Anthony. I'll have plenty of problems. I can't understand your sudden modesty, Mel. Last year I came to the ball in a suit of armor, and what did you do? You went right home and got a can open. Well, I was afraid you you weren't getting enough air. What are you complaining about this year? Well, I don't want you to die from overexposure. <laughs> oh, gosh, Betty, why should we argue? Remember the fun we had last year when the ball was over? Yes. You took me riding on that cute little horse and buggy. Yeah, and it didn't cost me a penny. No. Now, why did you keep stopping and getting out all the time? Well, I had to deliver milk on the way. <laughs> and you remember that cute joke you made up? Oh, it was nothing. Oh, come on. Say it again. Oh, no. Oh, come on. All right. We had a great A time. <laughs> uh, now, Betty, will you wear some other costume? No. Maybe you're ashamed of me in this costume. Well, I am not, but I won't go with you in it. I'll, I'll go with you without it. I, I mean, with it. <laughs> I mean, with it if you were in it. Oh, what am I saying? Well, if that's the way you feel, Mel Blank, then I'll go by myself. Well, that suits me fine. Here's your ticket. And about the money... Mel Blank, you wouldn't. I insist. Take the money. I'm paying for my own ticket. Goodbye. <laughs> Gosh. My first fight with Betty. We may never get married. Mel Blank, single. What a life. No steady girl. Going out every night with a different girl. To parties. Dancing with new faces. Movies. Good times. Hey, what's so bad about that? (laughs) Hey, maybe... Hello, Mel. Hello, hello. Where are you going? Oh, hello, Professor Pochnik. I'm just walking back to my fix-it shop. What's the matter, Mel? You look like the last rose of summer. Well, professor, this is winter. In either case, you ain't no American beauty. <laughs> oh, Professor, I'm so sad I could cry. Betty and I have broken up. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, no, no. Pull yourself together, Professor. After all, it's my girl. Who's crying about your girl? I was thinking of my own. <laughs> I was once in love with a beautiful girl. What a romance. But we had to break up on account of Sonia. Well, who was Sonia? My wife. <laughs> Mel, take my advice. Never lead a double life in a single room. <laughs> Besides, you can't trust a woman. Oh, not my Betty. I trust her with any fella in town. With, uh... Oh, with, uh... With, uh... Getting a little worried already, eh? <laughs> well, the only way you could really find out about your girl is by testing her. Testing her? That's right. Once I was going with the girl for six years. Then, to test her love, I am introducing her to a friend of mine and telling him to make love to her. And then, in two weeks, I am positive... She came back to you, huh? No, she is marrying my friend. <laughs> but that's all right. All right? Sure, instead of me being worried about him, he's worried about me. <laughs> well, I know just the fellow who can test Betty for you, Hartley Benson. He's going to be at the masquerade tonight, too. Well, I don't know. I don't have to test Betty. She loves me. I'm sure of it. You're sure of it? Uh, well, let's go to Hartley's house. <laughs> Hello, Hartley. You know Mel, don't you? Oh, of course I do. Hello, hello. Excuse me a moment. I just want to finish writing this letter. Sure, Hartley. <laughs> you know that there is no one more wonderful in the entire world. I have the greatest admiration for you and will continuously go on feeling that way. Your admirer, Hartley Benson. You want me to mail that letter for you, Hartley? That won't be necessary, Mel, old boy. You see, it's addressed to me. <laughs> and every word is the truth. Now, uh, Mel and Professor Plotznik, what, what is your pleasure? Well, uh, I want you to test my girl Betty at the ball tonight by making love to her. Uh, we want to see if she can resist you. That's hardly sporting to your girl, Mel. You know I'm irresistible. Besides, I don't know if she's my type. What is she like? Well, uh, she's, uh... She's my type. She's a she. <laughs> But uh, as it happens, Mel, old boy, I can't do it. I happen to be engaged to Lucille Grimes. What? That fat, ugly old maid? Yes. The one with a big nose and awful disposition? Yes. The daughter of banker Grimes, a rich old tightwad? Now, just be careful how you speak of my future father-in-law. <laughs> be gone with you. Goodbye. <laughs> well, Professor Parchnik, what am I going to do? Wait, I got brilliant idea. Mel, you are a good actor. Why don't you be all the other fellows who make love to Bessie? Oh, you mean put on different costumes at the masquerade and find out if she goes for me? Do it all myself? That's right, Mel. Do it yourself. It reminds me of the time in Russia when the machinery that milks the cows broke down. You think I went without milk? No. Of course not. I took matters in my own hands. <laughs> Trouble, I must confide, keeps many a girl from being a bride. You think you could be a victim of this breath of trouble? I mean, unpleasing breath? It happens to thousands without their knowing. So be on your guard. Follow this sensible plan. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. 
Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate tooth powder with the accent on powder. Use Colgate tooth powder. Well, back to Mel Blanc again. The Loyal Order of Benevolent Zebras is holding its annual masquerade ball. And Mel has chosen it as the ideal opportunity to test the love of his girl, Betty. Right now, we find him as he enters the party in the lodge hall with Professor Plaxman. Gosh, everybody's here. There's Mr. Ross and his wife. There's Mr. Green and his wife. There's Mr. Brown and his... His wife must be out of town. Mel, that's Betty. Oh. Well, you see, she doesn't even recognize me. I sent Zuki over to tell her I wasn't coming at all. Gosh, I wonder how it'll turn out. Oh, look, look, Mr. Cushing, the lodge president is climbing up on the stage. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and fellow zebras. I welcome you all to our fair and wish you a happy... And now to start the festivities, Victor Miller and the orchestra with the sportsmen lead off with a new novelty number, which they have dedicated to our lodge, entitled, wants to talk to me. Hello, Mel. Greetings, Mighty Potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Uh, Mighty Potentate, what kind of costume is that? A housemaid's cap, apron, duster, dust mop? Well, that's not a costume, Mel. I left the house in such a hurry, I didn't have time to change. <laughs> Gosh, I thought you had hired a new maid who was very beautiful. Well, why should you be in the kitchen? Ha! <laughs> Mel, now the kitchen's more crowded than ever. I'm there with the maid, and after dinner, my wife comes in. 
Well, what does your wife do? She watches and I wipe. <laughs> oh, but I'm happy anyway. I've got a little cold. And you're happy? Yes. The doctor told me to stay out of draft, so my wife hasn't been able to open her mouth for two days. <laughs> the size of that mouth, ma'am. Every time she opens it, I think I hear Jonah screaming, Let me out! <laughs> well, Mel, I think I'll go over to the bar and drown my sorrow. Mel, loan me a dollar. What do you want a dollar for? Why don't you find your wife and dance with her? Mel, look over there. There she is. She's taking off her mask. You see? Here's the dollar. <laughs> Thanks, Mel, and so long. Where are you going? Well, Mel, I can do one or two things. I can go to the bar and get a Singapore sling, or I can go to my wife and get Shanghai. <laughs> so long, Mel. So long, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Mel, Mel, I just saw Zuki going over to Bessie. Oh, he's probably going over to deliver my message. Where is he? Over there. Hello, Betty. How do you like my costume? Oh gosh, it's a beautiful. It's a little. It's a. It's awful, but they. I like your costume too, Zuki. Oh, it's a fan. It's a fan. It's a fan. You're welcome. Hey, Betty. Me and Mel told me to tell you he's not coming. Not coming? I don't believe it. Well, I crossed my heart and hoped to do it. I, I, I swear on a stack of the bee, of the bee. It's the truth, and nothing but the tea. Ask him yourself. He's standing over there. I smell a rat. No, no, he's dressed like a count. A count? Yeah, he's going to test you. He's going to make believe he's somebody else to see if you love him or not. Well, I suppose he didn't want you to tell me that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you better not listen. <laughs> mm. I guess I, uh, they pour, uh, I guess I, uh, him, him, uh, I, I, Boston, uh, uh, I, 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 Zookie, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I spilled the beans. <laughs> so, that's it. Well, Zookie, I'm going to show Mel Blank. Who can play at that same game, you know? Oh, here comes Mel now. I better go. I'll see you later, Zookie. Ah, madame, I must talk to you. You intrigue me. You have such a mysterious look on your face. Your eyes say yes. Your lips say no. And your nose says maybe. How dare you talk to me? I never saw you before in my life. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am the Count de la Inn. What's your first name? Come. Come in? Thank you. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> See how easy I get along with the women? My real name is Lafitte. And for you, I climb the deepest river, swim the highest mountain. You mean swim the river and climb the mountain? No, no. For you, I do it the hard way. <laughs> ah, why do we stand here talking? Do you know what lovers are doing on the Eiffel Tower? Yes. Do you know what lovers are doing in the Champs-Élysées? Yes. Do you know what lovers are doing in the Rue de la Paix? Yes. Sout alors, what a terrific eyesight. <laughs> oh, but I'm disappointed. I thought you'd take me in your arms and hug me and crush me to you. Eh, uh, just a second. Uh, don't you have a boyfriend? Oh, nothing to speak of. Just the boy I went to school with. You went to school with? Yes. Kiss me. I want to graduate. <laughs> Hmm. High school or college? 
Oh, you American girls are all they like. Someone proposes to you, and right away you think he wants to get acquainted. <laughs> well, well, Betty, I see you struck up a friendship with someone new. I'm glad it's not that idiot Mel Blank. <laughs> Thank heavens he isn't even here. Oh, Father, meet a distinguished visitor to our affair, the Count Lafitte de Lafitte de Lafitte. Please, that time you gave me three feet. <laughs> uh, did I hear you mention the name of uh, Blank? Uh, yes, he runs a fixer shop here. He's the town's tinker. <laughs> What's that you said? I said he's the town's tinker. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. <laughs> that is very odd. In France, the Blanks are a very big name. They are in the front of the French who's who. Oh, really? Certainly. In fact, the first three pages are blank. <laughs> oh, mademoiselle, marry me. I am a lord. I will make you a lady. Well, I'm her father. What about me? I'll talk to the king, but I don't think he can make you a lady, too. <laughs> What's that you said? Oh, excuse me. Uh, I got to go. Lafayette does not know I am here. Okay, boy. <laughs> Mel, I was watching you. I think you were overdoing it a little. Oh, you mean because I kissed Betty's hand? No, because you kissed her father's hand. <laughs> oh, Professor, I got very nervous. It looked like Mr. Colby was beginning to catch on. Oh, this idea isn't working. I'm sure Betty loves me. Now, Mel, I got one more character for you to do. If Betty can resist that, she really loves you. You got to do it. Remember, faint heart never won fair Lassie. Professor, I resent that. Betty is much better looking than Lassie. <laughs> Benny, you suppose that man was really a French count? Why, I think so, Father. He kissed your hand, didn't he? Yes, and the teeth marks are still there. <laughs> oh, here comes the young man, Betty. I think I'll leave you. Hiya, babe. You know, I could go for a dame like you. All right, why don't you? Well, uh, what do you want me to go to? Drugstore, grocery? <laughs> Boy, you sound tough. I'll bet you got plenty of girls. Girls? Oh, oh, you mean girls. <laughs> That's not what we mugs call them. Ever hear of a tomato? Tomato? No. Uh, try it with bacon sometimes. <laughs> Makes a terrific sandwich. Gosh, you're the toughest guy I ever met. I'm tough, all right. Feel this muscle. Gee, what a muscle. That's only the thumb. Now feel the other finger. <laughs> I bet you got a skirt in every town. Yeah, but I'd feel more comfortable in pants. <laughs> hey, uh, you got any boyfriends, babe? Yes, just a little squirt named Mel Blanc. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're a beautiful thing. What a picture you'd make. You should be framed. Oh, pardon me. I'm this girl's father. You're quite a picture yourself. <laughs> you should be hung. <laughs> Clam up, Grandpa. Go back in your cage. <coughs> Somebody throw this seal of fish. It's 12 o'clock. Everybody on that. Now I'll see who you are. Take off your mask. Well, so long I gotta be going. Why? Well, uh, if I don't leave before 12, I might turn into a pumpkin. Oh, no, you don't. Smell blank. Uh-oh. Pumpkin pie. I'll break every <laughs> So 
you see, Betty, the whole thing was Professor Potchnik's idea. Oh, Mel, when you tried to imitate a gangster, I could hardly keep from laughing. Well, you had me fooled too, Betty, especially when you wore that Spanish costume. The way you showered me with kisses. Spanish costume? No, I never wore a Spanish costume. <laughs> you did it? Oh, and I thought I was fooling you. Well, there was one time when you really did when you made love to me as a Russian. Oh. Betty, I never made believe I was a Russian. <laughs> you didn't? No. Why, that double-crossing Pochnik. <laughs> you don't suspect it, a little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, may have caught up with you. It may be the reason you feel out of things, unpopular, even unhappy. So do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. This is Bud Heaston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap films. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap films. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap films. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Infantile paralysis, the great crippler, struck at 24,000 victims last year. Act now to help prevent infantile paralysis from claiming more victims. Send your dimes and dollars to the March of Dimes, care of your local March of Dimes headquarters. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.